0: newly newly stocked stocked on the shelves
1: is is box Box number 512 with your hosts
0: aeon and the lioness black Black, trans trans women
1: and excellent and defying all life expectations
0: the show begins now
1: come on in the room Come on in. All right, all right. Come on in the room. All right, all right. Yeah. Come on. In the, room. <laughs> the message and the details. The message and the details. <coughs> shout out to shout out to my aunt Nicole Icon. That that's her theme song from her show that she does um sometimes on um on Facebook. She does it from time to time. Shout out to um Nicole. I just love for that song. That song is the key key to me. Mm-hmm. How are you doing,
0: sis? You know, girl, this has been one of those weeks where I think what's interesting is is that I've been really, really in my in my emotions in a good way. Like, I feel like sometimes when we're alone and when we, we're taught to, like, avoid emotion, avoid um, really focusing in on, how like, how you feel. And so, like, this week, I haven't had any... You know, what's interesting is is when you don't have a lot to do and when you don't have a lot to necessarily... Uh, um, um, stress about that you can change you often turn the lens inward or at least I do and so this week has been a lot of introspection but it has been me really just saying it's okay to have a moment and so I have been processing emotions I've been having moments of cry. I've been having moments of joy I've been having moments of just like just like anger and it's okay because I realize that I'm one of those people in my day-to-day life I compartmentalize and I I kind of minimize my feelings because I want to be a light for other people or I try to be as open and as receptive to other people as possible so I try to remove things that I think are negative things but let me tell you every feeling is valid and I think I'm learning through this this process that it is okay to process through some of these losses that I've experienced. It's okay to process through some of these slights that have happened to me. It's okay to really get to that place where I have forgiven myself for not reacting or standing up for myself in ways that I felt were powerful. So this process has just been interesting. I find myself just processing emotions and like feeling this place of gratitude, even in the moment of ugliness, that I have finally got the opportunity for the damn break.
1: Yes, honey. Yeah, this uh this this quarantine season is really is really the the perfect time to do that because we mm-hmm. have so much time in the house by ourselves and we're in solitude. So it's really time a time to reflect and to process a lot of the emotions dealing with the situation that we're going on right now because it is stressful and it, it is very scary. And you are allowed to have bad days because Lord knows mm. I've been having some bad days for the couple of past days, but I'm pushing Ooh. through. I'm pushing through, but uh, this this is a mess.
0: Well, girl, well, girl, well, girl, well, girl, girl. Let's transition to our icebreaker. I didn't. I didn't get so, my life update. Miss thing. You, you, oh, I thought you had, that was it. Thing. Me how I, I was feeling.
1: You know, I, have I and had just, uh,
0: girl. Miss thing. I thought you had just gave it. I was like, oh, she went. No, I had. So that's more why I women came women in real high energy, girl. No. I <laughs> so <laughs> I was so like, let oh, me. Oh, she was. So let me okay, tell you.
1: Let me tell y'all what's going on with me. So yes um, and I'm did, so sorry girl go ahead and give you a point so I was originally supposed to graduate from law school on Saturday because of corona ew, ew, ew. nobody was able to do that but I decided to have a moment where I shared my diploma because I actually got my diploma oh. and stuff a couple of weeks ago I was debating on whether I was going to do it only because I'm still waiting for my bar results which should be here sometime this week and it. Sometimes you just want to wait to to celebrate because in law school, it's always a new hurdle. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This was supposed to be my day. Let me share this. Let me bring people in. Let me celebrate me and just let this day be my day, even though it didn't play out how I wanted it to. I still needed to demonstrate what it what it means to celebrate myself, even in times of uncertainty, mm-hmm. so I'm glad I overcame my fear and I did that.
0: Excellent also, self-care, assistant
1: Yes. Also, uh, the stresses of movement, so either on last week's episode or, no, I think during the live, I had talked about how I finally found a place, and I was going to move into this place, but as I sat back and thought about it, and as I sat back and read more reviews on this place, I was like, no, like, you need to cancel this lease, girl. Because mm. I was, you know, I'm doing as much... Re- moving during this time is stressful because you can't go and actually inspect, look at the neighborhood, look at the places. You're literally limited to a Google Maps search of the neighborhood and like a virtual mm. tour of this perfect apartment that they put up there. But as I read the reviews five reviews in is giving do not move into here run if you can and it's just like you know maybe it's time for me to read my the writings on the wall and i think i got so eager to find a place i didn't read all of the details bitch. Mm. no utilities are covered and it's no shade if i'm gonna be paying high ass rent something has to be covered because I'm, be, yeah, I'm not about to be paying high-ass rent and a high-ass electricity bill and a water bill. So sometimes we gotta give, so. And just read it, just reading more reviews and looking at real pictures from the building and reading real experiences. I was like- They didn't give it. Yeah, it was a I chop, was, sis. It was a chop, it was a chop. And it's okay to change your mind. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. It's okay to
1: change your mind if something doesn't feel right or something is Now did
0: you right. are you going to lose anything in this change of mind? Only my only the application fee. Which well, I you know like, what, that's worth it if you feel like if you going to fuck up for for, right. for a, a whole lease.
1: Right. Even though I feel like all application fees should be free during this time, especially given Girl, the circumstances. But it is what it is. I just feel like with apartments you never get everything you want. But bitch, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to have no horror story. I just want somewhere nice. I pay, I'm a good tenant, I pay my rent. And it's it's really hard trying to find somewhere to live in the DC area because it's just mm-hmm. a mess. But I found another new place in the DC area.
0: Now where, girl, where?
1: Well, I can't I can't give the details, but it's in the northern Virginia area. That's so what I, just, I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, <laughs> yeah not the talk. geographic location. No, no, in the northern somewhere else in the northern VA area. I just wanna I just wanna be somewhere familiar, but be somewhere new. And seeing as I've never lived in Virginia before. I only, the only person I really am close to is my sister, Tona, who also lives in Northern Virginia. So at least I'll have somebody to hang out with and spend time with. But I I wanted to be home, but not be home. And I I tried to live in Maryland in the Black areas, but that didn't work out. But I I just want somewhere that's nice, that's clean and respectful and somewhere where I can get back and forth to work work in a timely manner and I can just escape home and just really enjoy my apartment and enjoy my peace of mind. I don't want to be around the, the, the nigga shenanigans. I just want to come home, mind my business. If I have company, you have to work to get to where I'm at. You just can't pop up over there. Like you have to be about something to get to where I'm at. And I, that's just something that I treasure that peace of mind. I treasure that now more than I did when I was younger, because
0: you don't want everybody to have access to way you at,
1: especially when you lay I your head. I feel
0: that. I feel that. So even among, even around that, like, what are some of the things you're looking for in an apartment in D.C.? Because maybe one of our viewers might be able to have, like, a you never know who's listening, girl. So just put into the atmosphere, like, dead ass, like, put into the atmosphere what you're looking for. And you never know. You might have somebody that owns a house that's like, girl, you're what I'm looking for. You know what I'm saying? So tell people what you're looking
1: for. Well, what I found in this place, which the only thing they don't have are laundry facilities, which I think is late. But uh, what I do like about the place that I have, I'm looking for a one bedroom to a studio, preferably wood floors, ceiling fan, updated imply appliances, utilities included, mainly gas and or heat. If it is a gas heat based apartment, something included. Something near the public transportation, i.e., a bus or or a metro line, which is really mm-hmm. hard to find in D.C. And mm-hmm. I'm not, and I don't have it like that. I'm not paying no two thousand a month for an apartment. I'm just not. I'm just not doing that. But I hear that. yeah, but that some somewhere that has nice part because that was another issue, especially if I moved into D.C. If I wanted to have my family and stuff over there's really no way to park. There's oh. no, yeah, it's no park. It's no, it's really no parking. in And that's, and I didn't like that about DC when I lived in Baltimore. It's, it's no park. And DC really is not famous for like parking garages. So if you find a spot, you find a spot, but it's not a parking city. And the place that I had that I canceled the lease on, if I had a car to reserve, my personal parking spot was like 60 $70 a month. And there was no guest parking, and then there was like a little street beside where my building was, and mm-hmm. people complained and said that they, it's you rarely get a park on that street. So and oh. I know, and knowing my mom, she's going to want to visit me as much as she can, or she'll mm-hmm. have my godmother come visit. And you know, I have a lot of family in the um, the DC area, so and they're going to want to come stop by, and I wanted to also be comfortable for them. That if they park, and Virginia is notorious for towing girls, even if you're not in the wrong to tow you, I wanted to have somewhere where they could park and park comfortably so they could see Mm -hmm. me and spend time with me, you know? Right. Or if I have a guest over there or if I have a man over there, you can park and see me comfortably and then go home and, you know, about your business. No shade. (laughs) but it is a laundromat even though my building doesn't have laundry facilities there is a laundromat like right up the street and I'm, I'm I live like right next to a major supermarket store which is also important for me which is something like you don't appreciate that until you have to go through something where you need to go to the supermarket all the time so, mm-hmm. living next to a supermarket, that was more important to me than living next to a train station because I don't have necessarily have to go into work every day, but I have to buy food and prepare my food. So, if something is a walking distance, that's over for me. That's really over for mm-hmm. me. So, yeah, I hope this place works out. I haven't signed the lease yet, but they sent me the lease stuff. Also, I want to live in, a like, a, a tower building, but just living in, like, a big, um, like, tower condo unit it's just so many problems with having that many apartments in one building and the things that happen and the management but you know i'm i'm i want to be an upper echelon girl i want to you know live with the view but hopefully everything will work out this this has been a journey with highs and lows but i'm glad that that is over but that's that's all that's all i have for my life update
0: Thank you. And you know what, what I really appreciate about your updates Aon is because I think what is beautiful is, is you, it shows how in, when someone, if someone were to look at anyone's life from the outside, looking in, they would just see what they think would be a seamless life transition with no stresses. Because if you're doing it right, you're making the, you're making the plans and you're strategizing and you're going through these anxieties in a way that is healthy, but it's also private, right? what's beautiful about what you're allowing to happen by this podcast is you're allowing people a glimpse into a glimpse behind the veil of Just some of the things that go through your mind and your thoughts and your dating as you're on this ascent to be this, what we know will be this legendarily successful woman. But I love that you're giving people the opportunity to see you in these vulnerable moments where we're figuring out what to do with with the rent and the leases and things. Because sometimes it's not so much people will look at somebody's life and say, Oh, they've made it, and not realize that every part of the process is a process. And there's so many steps. And the more things, you accomplish sometimes the more like the more problems you have the more things you have to strategize through so thank you for sharing your process on every because to be real girl to be real 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 that is gonna be healing for a lot of people so thank you for sharing that no problem Yes, girl. So, um, we were going to go into our hot topic. And, um, and I, I mean, not our hot topic, our icebreaker, bitch. Right. And, um, our ice, and we said that we wanted our icebreaker to be something fun, something that would break up the... Something that would break up the the seriousness sometimes of the topics that we talk about and also give the, our listeners the opportunity to get some of our personality and one thing my sister and I both enjoy is the show insecure right so bring in the bring in the set the stage and explain what this um icebreaker is about
1: so basically in a nutshell we're going to. Ask each other, are you Team Issa or Team Molly? If you've been watching Insecure um, season four this season, the theme has largely been about the breakdown of front. spoiler
0: alert for everyone that yeah. hasn't. If you girl,
1: if you haven't watched by now, girl, it it doesn't matter. Hey. You you should have been watching. It. But <laughs> this season really has about the breakdown of uh, friendships, particularly between women. Um, And in episode, I believe, five, there was a big blow up that was kind of building up since the the season premiere that happened between Molly and Issa. And it kind of had social media in an uproar. And watching it, I was gagging because you knew it was going to happen. But for me, I was so invested in it and I'm just, go- I'm just going to put it out there that I am Team Molly. <laughs> now
0: let me explain. Let me explain. So I wasn't going to introduce. I wasn't going to interrupt. I figured you would be Team Molly. But go ahead. How did you figure I would be Team Molly. anyway, let's go ahead. Let's oh, okay. Part. No, okay. So <laughs> let let me
1: let me start off by saying this, right? My what Molly did is a black party by approaching her about a situation at isa's black party that was supposed to be her time to shine her time to feel grand <coughs> and i'm at the place the woman that i am now if i feel some type of way i've evolved enough to where i can table it and i'm either just going to leave the party altogether together and we'll talk about it at a later time or i'll just pay it I'll just pay it and stay, and because I know we'll have that conversation. But I, I totally feel like Molly was wrong for um, letting her anger or her annoyance get the best of her and confronting her at the black party right then and there. I thought I thought it was really late. However, I am Team Molly because I believe that Molly is not at fault in overall in the breakdown of their friendship. I believe that both of them did things, and I believe because eat the ball has been in Issa's court a lot of times to really address the elephant in the room or to really push the conversation. And it's been several times before the Black party, like when she was supposed to go over there for Thanksgiving or the various cancel um, Sunday sessions to even um, episode six where she saw her at the Ethiopian restaurant and paid it. And I'm just, I I think I'm more team Molly because I'm, I'm just a confrontational girl in nature and I'm just the type of person. I would rather put stuff on the table and see where we stand than just me sitting on my anger or sitting on my comfort and just letting things go, things go after and after and after and after until you have a blow-up. Because bitch, I've been like I've been to Issa before and I've also been a Molly. And it's not fun. So now I actively try to, especially in my in my friendships and my sisterhood, uh, to really, if there's a problem going on or if there's something that I don't like, trying to bring it up at the appropriate time to avoid, like, big blow-ups, like, ha- like what happened at the block party. But you go ahead, girl.
0: What team are you on? So, um, I I am team... Isa, okay, and I'm also team fuck Molly. Okay, and 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 here's why. Right, I am the type of person I believe wholeheartedly that friend that friendships grow and they transition and they go through things, and that there are times in relationships and in friendships where one party may have to rely on the other for support, for wisdom, for 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 the things that you go through. Now. I also believe that there can, you can get to a place in a relationship with someone where, where it becomes toxic. And it's not more of the circumstances that actually led to the breakdown, but the kind of spirit that Molly possesses that makes me say, fuck Molly. Because see, Molly's the kind of girl that doesn't want anyone to judge her and her adulterous relationship and her piss poor life choices and how she self-sabotages. No one wants, and how she judges even her own mother for not. She judges even her own mother for forgiving her father and she judges her father for something that happened in the past. I can't stand a judgy bitch that, that doesn't want people to look at her humanity the same way she judges other people. Now, with as far as Molly and Issa is concerned, I believe that Molly suffers from confirmation bias. So what happens is in a relationship when you're with someone, sometimes you can begin to develop through, and, and 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 it could be through just your experiences with the person. You experience them, go through things, you watch how they react to things. So you begin to typecast them in the role in your life. When you begin to typecast people, you begin to think what their strengths, their weaknesses, and their limitations are. And you start believing that you can tell them how they can, what's best for them based on your observation, as if you know what's the truth for their heart. I say that because I was once a Molly. And I realized that I had no, it is not my responsibility to control how my friends navigate through life, but to stand and support them when they are in the right. Molly had gotten to the place where I don't believe that she wanted Issa to win. And that's not a bad thing. And she may have had a lot of things that that Issa and her had gone through for her to get to that place. But I honestly believe that she did not want Issa to win because her she was excited for she, the entire time at Eesa's event. First of all, she began to she was she wasn't happy in the way that you a, a best friend would be. It was oh shit she did it. <laughs> it's not trash <laughs> because in her mind she was kind of shocked that her desire to not help Molly. Didn't, didn't, didn't result in Molly's downfall. What she discovered in that moment was she wasn't the only one that had the key to success, baby. No one does. And so when her boyfriend let her know, I helped Issa because another friend of ours reached out to me. It wasn't like Issa said, fuck Molly and reached out to him herself. Reesa just put it into the atmosphere, if one won't do it, the next one will. And she reached out through her own personal connections to someone that happened to know him, so he, that happened to know him and get it done. To me, I respect that Molly wanted to protect her relationship. I respect that 110%, sis, don't ask, but don't get mad that I had someone else ask, because it still needed to get done. And if you were really rooting for my success, and if you were so happy before you realized that, that your man helped, you would have still been happy for me because at the end of the day, you know that he had the key to this thing. You you wanted me to fail because you know that your man had a power position over again. Once again, Molly's the type of bitch that sees you at a certain level and, and is intimidated by that and wants to keep you there i do not fuck with people that aren't invested in the vision now here's the thing girl you can set a boundary you can say hey i'm not gonna do something but for you to say i don't even want you to connect to anybody related to the situation because it's almost like okay girl no you really because it was so close to the event that you knew that the plan there that, that 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 she was potentially sabotaging making sure her friend couldn't happen now granted. And you have a right to say no, but what you don't have a right to do is then now come to the event. And because you so mad that I got it done and I didn't need you, you're going to make my event news by, by acting so bad that people thought you had a gun and stampeded out of my function. Miss Thing, that is the ultimate in disrespect. It reminds me of creating change. It reminds me of the divisive spirit between women that says, if I have a beef, it don't matter. It don't matter how I address the beef. It don't matter the decorum. What matters is bitch, I'm finna get you. And for me, I just don't fuck with Molly and the spirit of energy of somebody like that. Cause here's the thing, if our friendship is over, cool, cool because when isa actually went to the restaurant and paid it it was her really realizing why am i gonna continue to to fit a, a round peg in a square hole it's just not at this point for whatever reason it needs to air and i don't think that every relationship requires that you have this big coming to jesus with somebody that you really don't think fuck with you no more and i could see how but she felt I, but that i way. feel that at some point a
1: conversation must be had. should
0: have because I, I think I, yeah can. one thing i've
1: had to grow out of now you know i'm famous for letting a bitch have it and giving a bitch a read when we go through something that will literally like is soul shaking and take them out and close the door forever but something that i have been working on and i feel like i've gotten better at it is no, bitch, we, like, I can, I can be shady and make it fierce, but what good is that going to do if two years from now I'm still holding on to the the uncertainty of why we really stopped being friends? So True. I wanted them to have the conversation, not, not so that, oh, we can be friends at the end of it, because who knows? People grow apart. People move in different directions. But, bitch, we both need to be clear in the same conversation what happened, what went on when. so we can so when we go and start telling the story of what happened if we're no longer friends for the most part we're t- we can tell the story or we were able to say See. verbatim
0: what the other person said Right. See, I'm the type of girl. I believe we can love each other and need and, and need a necessary pause before we have that conversation. Because, see, I'm the type of bitch. If I have wasted that much of my life and my energy and my resources, and you were the girl that was that you were aware of all that I went through to make that event happen, and at that event, you you caused such a ruckus. You cursed me out so bad in front of everyone that I love and everything that I worked so hard to accomplish that it, everybody ran away. Oh, Miss Thing, I would want to fight you on sight for a long time. So, bitch, it would it it would have to require for me a period of break, and I think that's healthy because everybody doesn't have the capacity to go through something like that and be calm. No, I'm I can
1: re- I can respect that, but Issa does have a pattern of avoiding the elephant in the room, and I don't I don't like that. And though Molly did something really fucked up and really jacked up molly is hurt too and i think the reason i'm team molly is because i want to see molly win i want to see her grow like i see a lot of good qualities in her but i want i really want molly to grow but people like when i see certain people comment on it they act like they've never been hurt or they've never been the petty girl or they never had a moment when they did when they were in the wrong and bitch at some point, you're going to want grace or you want to want, now, that doesn't mean we don't hold you accountable and be like, bitch. The black girls, I just think the,
0: that Molly has a problem nine. with accountability though, sis. She has a problem with accountability. Like she's the girl that doesn't even see why it was a problem. She's the girl. But that we sees, don't know because
1: like, they never, they never talked about it. We've so we don't. I'm just
0: saying in the past, like every time something is brought up, it's very much like, why are you tripping bitch? And then she'll be messy. She's the messy girl that'll throw something back in your face. Cause it's not like you the type of bitch that will anyway. Like, she's the girl that will throw the dig that's unnecessary for the occasion that's not even related because you've now cornered her on something she's not ready to address. Because she's not necessarily the most emotionally open person herself.
1: No. But the emotions. But then again, they, ne- they never had a, co- a conversation really talking. Even going back to season one, what it usually ends up happening, which is true to life, some life situation that is bigger than them will happen that will cause them to join forces in order to take on this common enemy. So it's like we bond over this moment and then we get back to being friends again without ever really exploring the initial issue in the first place. And it ends up resurfacing again in a different way, which is, which is true to life in real
0: friendships when you don't deal with the shit. You know, I want to also say, fuck their friends, um, that mutual circle of friends. I feel like they they are entertaining the mess. Like, you're, at a certain point, and we've been friends all this time, I would expect my other two friends, those other two people, instead of, like, playing one and then talking to the other and then playing like they don't know what's going on, because you're really just getting in the mess at this point. I would love if way back, back when they had that baby shower, back when, like, somebody should have pulled somebody to the side and say, girl, what's the awkwardness? Let's get through this. You see what I'm saying? But
1: the thing about the show is they leave so many great areas and gaps open. They never really define, like, what type of friends they are, because from watching the show, I never got the feeling that all four of them were, like, cookie crunch, like, you know, sister circle. I just get the feeling that they're associates because it's a lot of shit that they just don't call each other out on. And that circle just seems like a relationship of convenience for me. And I wonder, you know, like with other aspects of the show, does Issa intentionally leave a lot of gray areas in that friendship, which would explain why no because you know if we are real sisters, it comes to a point where it's like, okay, bitch, we need to stop our shit. We need to do this, that, and a third. or we need to, but you don't really see that nobody holding each other accountable in that circle.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Not the way that you would expect as a black woman for like in a black woman friend circle.
0: And let me say maybe this is just some straight up LA shit. Mm. Because where I'm from, it we ain't gotta be that damn deep. I don't like the tension. It ain't going, it's not finna be so many like ha, 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 ha tea and crumpet laughs, bitch. Right. Go, it's fake and I'm not feeling this energy. <laughs> like y'all y'all fucking the vibe up. What's going on? Like I'm the bitch that's not finna sit here and we not finna be <laughs> like there have been events where they'll be awkward and everybody'll just take a long sip of wine and bitch and act like they not being ugly to each other. No, bitch, what's so going on? Y'all ruining my meal. Why are we talking nasty across the table? Like, right. bitch, I'm the girl that's going to call that out because, see, I don't I, I want to set the example around me that messiness is not going down. Because, see, bitch, the moment one of you do it my way, it's over. It's curtains, bitch. So, I want to nip this now because I don't even want to be in the space where cattiness happens. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I feel like those girls in general are kind of allowing. Cattiness to happen. Issa and them have real beef, so that is real beef. But the other girls, so what's catty to me is, oh, I don't know what's what with what that like the um the and and I also let's talk about the well, I'm going onto a tangent, girl. Yeah,
1: let, let's. Yeah, I let, was
0: gonna say let's talk about how they cast that um the the heavier set friend.
1: With that that's a, that's another conversation for another
0: time. <laughs> her whole so, casting bitch i want to the read for that whole bitch okay yeah well it's another time
1: yeah let, let, yeah i'm gonna let you take us into the next topic but yeah see th- the thing i love about it is is it is true to life because the breakup of friendships It don't it just it be little things over time and it's all about perspective it's all about folks perspective and how when you leave stuff unresolved it doesn't just go away it just snowballs into something bigger until you eventually have a blow up and sometimes you say some shit during that blow up that you cannot come back from that so, so it's been it's been really entertaining to watch for me but it's also been really intense because I've been there a time or two and I've I've been in Mali but I've also been in Easter too
0: Hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about a case that um, that everybody's been really on people's mind. It's the case of Breonna Taylor. Um, just give me a moment to kind of get my mind around it. But what I, the reason why we want, reason why we, the reason why we really, really wanted to do this podcast is because I think sometimes we live in a world where people think we only care about just one thing our own issues and I feel like and I don't think they realize that our issues include the issues that are related to being black women also to being black also and so um, I wanted to acknowledge the passing of one of my sisters Um, yeah here it is right here just give me one moment to pull up the article but um, so apparently she was a 26-year-old. She was in her home, in her bed, and um, the police were apparently serving a no-knock warrant um, to this home that they thought held someone, that guesses guess is the gag, that they already had in custody. So they're serving a not, no not warrant to someone that they already know they had that they already had in custody, but somehow the the SWAT team, whoever they were going after, that was doing the serving the no-not warrant failed to actually confirm whether or not the person that they're looking for was there. So they apparently came into these people's yard and um I guess. There was not knowing, came into these people yard, came in through the door of the house and the people not knowing, the husband returned, sent, um, shot out, out to the, to the people coming in and they in turn returned fire shooting her 22 times, if I'm not mistaken, in her own home. Um, and this is just one Ahmaud Arbery just happened last week. And now with this happening, it just really is one of those things I feel like it's worth noting. Um, someone on Facebook really summed it up very greatly. And I want to read this really fast, Brianna. And then I want your thoughts. Men in plain clothes, driving unmarked cars, bust in your apartment in the middle of the night. Your boyfriend thinks y'all are being robbed, so he shoots. You were then shot 22 times shot at 22 times, and hit eight times, killing you instantly. The police that entered your home were looking for someone already in police custody at the time that they murdered you. You were sleeping. After working two jobs as an EMT during a global pandemic, you were 26. Breonna Taylor, oh. And your boyfriend has been charged with attempted murder. This is America. This is America. This is America. And I'm saying that and, 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 and because I want people to understand that we live in a world where sleeping in your bed at night after being an EMS worker that, that is, that during COVID doing the best you can to survive and taking care and being a servant for other people, risking your life every day is still not enough to keep you from being dying while being black, being killed by the police. And this speaks to a deeper systemic problem in this country that needs to be addressed, that is, that, that is deeper than, because it affects us all. It shows the ineptitude in the training of our police force. It shows the callous way that they perceive human lives. We need to even rethink about the ways in which we conduct such warrants and searches. It's just amazing to me that yet again another Black person has died. And now mind you, her boyfriend, is on trial for attempted murder because he shot back this is america brianna what were your thoughts
1: um i think i really think this is endemic of the the policing in america and police and police brutality as a whole and i think it the argument that oh black people we have second amendment rights too and we just need to go get guns so we can protect ourselves and we, we can be safe in our homes. I think this case and the case with Philando Castile goes to show us just because we have guns don't mean we're any safer. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all know, especially those of us are Black, that when we have guns, that just gives the police license to kill us, and to assume that we are criminals, and to assume that we are not American, and that it's that is choice for them to open fire on us. And they opened, they shot, mm-hmm. they shot at the Brianna twenty two times. They weren't attempting to uh, execute a, a valid search warrant and a- arrest somebody, so they could have their day in court. They came in looking to kill somebody. And I think Mm -hmm. it's what it is. And I think it's a a story to add to a collection of stories across this country of a police system that just doesn't, that's only working to kill and oppress the Black people. And it's sad and it's unfortunate, but... It's it's the reality of being black in America, and I just think mm-hmm. I just think we 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 are we truly aren't safe until we have not only a, a culture a culture change and a culture shift, but until we are really able to um, destroy the policies that enable police to do the things that they do and that empower police to be protected mm. when they kill us. Cause this didn't just happen like last week. This Brianna was murdered back in March and we are just now hearing about it. So Brianna right. has been, Brianna has been dead. And I feel like the charges against her boyfriend should be dropped. How is it attempted murder when you're defending yourself?
0: How was it attempted murder when it comes come to find out you were actually improperly violating their home? Like right. even if you were serving a warrant for who against who? Somebody you already had in custody. So at this point, I don't understand how him standing his ground. Again, it's amazing how in this country we can we can, we can we can celebrate one person standing their ground right in people. that case it meant in case and, that, and, and and in that case it meant going and chasing after someone and that was still standing in the ground right Whereas this person is literally in their domicile defending themselves from what they think is an attack from an intruder. This is the, for those of you who are on this podcast that are second Amendment folk, this should piss you off too. Because even if you want it, because the right to bear arms is a right in this country, but if we don't apply it evenly, then what's to stop them from not applying, allowing to be applied at all? This man could, in his own home, should have been able to defend himself from a gun battle. I don't understand. That is crazy to me. Right. That, that is the America that we live in today. And I believe that that America can get better. And it requires that we really have these kinds of difficult conversations Before three months in that we live in a world where we are concerned in the moment because at the end of the day It's nice now that we're getting to that place where we can have these conversations But it almost feels sensationalized because how did the local leaders miss it? How did the senators and and the Congress people that are invested in that miss it? And what were they doing to like on a broad scale promote that this was going on? Because at the end of the day now that it's viral everybody's solemn and we're gonna get investigating But it just bothers me because i feel like thank god for the internet sometimes because it exposes things but on the flip side it's like what were y'all doing
1: right nothing y- y'all didn't, this didn't become an issue until black twitter made it an issue but i just want to say that cuz like i i'm not outraged i'm not like i'm mad but i'm not because we we keep seeing this happen what i want to say particularly to black trans folks that listen to our podcast and that are inspired um by me I want y'all to be empowered to really get out there and participate um, civically. That means running for office. That means Mm -hmm. getting on boards. That means because this is not this is not going to just like the social media and the Black Twitter. That's just part of the thing. This is Mm -hmm. systemically. There are racist policies in place that protect these police officers when they continue to kill these Black people and get away with it. They, when they when they are involved in these things, they have the fraternal order, order, order of police that have lawyers that fight tooth and nail for them to not be arrested, to have multiple days between the incident and when they have to give a statement, which allows their lawyers to coach them to give, these statements and to write these reports to make it look like these police are in the wrong. And when these damn body cam videos come out and these other videos come out showing that they're lying, they're even still protected. So I want to empower you guys. It it doesn't matter if you didn't go to college. It doesn't matter if you got your GED. We are all citizens here in these states. Whether whether you are Black or trans and you feel like um, you shouldn't care about Black men because you know they kill us and they abuse us, which part of it may be true, but this still impacts you nonetheless. Y'all need to feel empowered to get more active, to get into politics, because if these dumb motherfuckers in the White House can sit up there and come up with these bad policies that affect us, imagine what the fuck we could do if we felt empowered and we had the access and we had the money to be presidents and be mayors and be um, city councilmen what i'm doing and what i've done is nothing that none of you girls and boys can't do like we all can do it and we all should be empowered to do it because they are literally born in the country and they're making our lives Hell, and they're trying. They're creating barriers along the way to make it harder for us. So I just want to encourage all of our listeners to really get out there and to really get involved and really, you know, we have Andrea Jenkins, we have all of these people that are getting out there and being a voice and being visible. And and there's and it just doesn't have to be one of us. It could be more of us. But we need to be out there because mm-hmm. because until we change these policies. This is going to continue to happen, and these police officers are going to continue to be protected. And the only thing that they're going to do is keep on paying out these multi-million-dollar settlements when their police officers um, assault us or kills us. So it's not it's not going to change really until there is a, a policy shift and a policy change um, on these laws that protect these, um, po- these police officers and
0: these police systems. I I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm all for I'm all for um I, I would like to say reforming the criminal justice system so that it is actually more holistic in the way that it approaches the way we treat criminals. Um I think part of the problem is that we see people who have done crime as as like as like enemies, like almost like enemies against the country. And and we have to understand that we, there is an innocence until presumed guilty. And that when police are doing police work, they have to remember that until all the facts are ascertained, you're dealing with probably with what is probably an innocent person. Also, I just want to just really remember that like there is a system that is bigger than just the police. And I don't, cause the police are on the ground and they often catch the hardest hit of it because they're the one in, in that are, that are in, interfacing with the population but I, the system of oppression around the prison industrial complex and the way that you know we use the prisoners labors i mean in new york state even now we have prisoners that are digging the ditches that the covid bodies are being buried in right. we have prisoners that are you know making the the stuff for ventilators and the parts and pieces for things and they're not getting hazard pay like the rest of everyone else would and they aren't even going to be expo- so i i also want us to end this conversation i want to advocate shout out to my shout out to my um incarcerated population to the everybody down um who might be listening to this podcast we love you and we want you to know that we know that you're still a human right even when other people in the world forgot hey
1: y'all this is Aon. this is the lioness and you're listening to box number 512 podcast Grown Black Trans Women Talk. And we just wanted to remind you guys while you're listening to subscribe, rate, comment, follow us on social media and share our podcast. And we wanted to let you know that we just started a new feature Wrong Black Trans Women Talk Live on our Facebook and our Instagram Live pages. And I'm gonna turn it over to the lioness so she can tell you what um, to expect.
0: Yeah, so you can expect hot new, exclusive content. You can expect us having conversations about li- living, loving, laughing in the pursuit of all of our successes. You'll be hearing us having lightning conversations with other people. It's our way of connecting with you, our listeners. We want to make it a multimedia experience. And so, please follow us on Facebook Live and our Instagram Live for more exclusive content. And
1: now, back to box number 512 podcast, Grown,
0: Black, Trans
1: Women Talk.
0: So yes, sis, yes. So speaking of humanity, um and just like processing through like um stuff that we stuff that's going on in the media remember this week girl that we did the live first before we get into the the topic because we kind of want to so coming out of the live there were some thoughts and some ideas but before we get into those i wanted to know what did you have what was the experience like for you this last friday on the live um it was was cute i feel like
1: we had a lot of engagement. We talked about some relevant things. I was
0: I was pleased. I was pleased with the live. I was too. I also want y'all to know, like when we say like when we say please comment, we really mean it because we want to engage. Now, last Friday on this live, y'all want to go check that out on um, box number five twelve Facebook page. Like, subscribe, comment. Please, because that last live was a carry. And we went for a very long time, and it was fun. And so even though we've tried to shorten our podcast, those lives, y'all make sure y'all tune in. But yeah, on the live, one of our main topics, we talked about the Boosie situation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we've had the opportunity to talk about it. Um, in our actual podcast, I know if, if you're a follower mm. of the li- No, because
1: the story came out after we recorded it. That's week.
0: what I was going to say and so I felt it was worth a moment here um, to bring it back up into the story and not necessarily rehash it point for point the way we did because we want you to go check it out on the live we really went in. But I wanted to read this really fast, sis Okay <clears throat> And then after I read this, we can talk. Maybe this will inform the conversation. And I want your thoughts on what I just read. Okay. So this was something that went viral on Facebook. And, um, um, yeah, people are agreeing with Boosie because of proximity. They know a Boosie. They love a Boosie. They are surrounded by Boosies. Most don't know a way. They've never been adjacent to a Wade. They've never been loved with conditions, without, they've never been loved without conditions, thus loving others unconditionally. So seeing a Wade researching and asking questions to better understand their child seems foreign. Listening to a child articulate who they are is unheard of. See, Abusi would abandon, beat, pray, and try to diminish away their child's being. But people can relate to that, to a love that's conditional. But a way, a person who advocates for their child, who facilitates and supports their child in a healthy way, who's not ashamed of their child, well, that's the love we all deserve from our parents, but don't often get. Brianna, what are your thoughts on what I just read?
1: I, I think it's true. I think I think this story and then when Zaya when the the ways um publicly talked about Zaya being trans, I think it I think it may, I think the reason that we saw a lot of comments like anti-Zaya and pro busi is because culturally we do have a lot of that in our families if you are Black and particularly if you um, were assigned male at birth and all of these things were placed on you of this is what a man should be and I'm raising you to be a man and I'm training you to be a man that's that's what that's what it looks like and that's why I That's why people are so reluctant to call what Boosie is doing to his sons and what he's promoting on his platform abuse, because culturally, that is what is ingrained in our culture. I can remember before I transitioned, my male uncles not necessarily facilitating uh, sex with me, but constantly pressuring me. Who you dating? Who you dating? Who you having sex with? It's culturally acceptable for uh, children to not have autonomy over their identity, over their sexuality, over their gender expression, and that's why I live for the generation that we're in now, is culturally, we are really trying to work through a lot of our shit. And stuff that may have been cute, or may... Um, be traditional. A lot of that is steeped in anti-Blackness, anti-queerness and patriarchy. And I think the generation now, especially on on Black Twitter, some of the more progressive thought leaders, we're really trying to address it and work through that so we don't damage this next group of Black children that are coming up in the world and damage them with issues to pass down to their kids. But I think culturally it It's a problem of how we raise Black boys or um, assign male at birth people to be men and to navigate in society. And it speaks to why we have a lot of problems now with toxic masculinity, particularly as it pertains to Black men. And we're calling it out. We We don't want to see it anymore. We need to call it out in our families. If we if we're not calling that out in our families, then how are we really creating change? It's, it would be so convenient to to not speak, not say anything, ignore, act like it's not there. But wh- where is that really getting us? Where's that really getting us? If we're not, if it doesn't matter if we're shouting it in the world, if we can't bring it home. And sometimes that's gonna that, that might result in you not fucking with people no more in your family but if it, if i have to choose between raising my child and making sure that they feel safe and they feel comfortable in their home to express themselves and be who that whoever they grow into then that's the price that i'm personally willing to pay so i don't so they don't have to interact or interface with you because th- this this mindset is literally killing our children and is making our children have so many issues when they become adults and they have to navigate in the world and they have these lackluster tools and they're wondering why they're fucking depressed. They can't be themselves. They feel like they have to perform and be something to be accepted by people that don't have a pot to in or window to throw it out of. And then on top of that, they're discouraged from going to the therapy to unlearn and unpack the problematic shit that they've been um, taught in their fucking family. So no, we're not, we not having it. We're not having it no more, especially with Black queer children. We need to protect them at all costs. And we need to protect little Black boys at all costs and little Black girls at all costs and let them be them and stop putting what we think they should be.
0: Also allowing, and also allowing um, us to, allowing the children to define that even if that's something that the parent doesn't agree with. Right, I think that's important. Just honoring the person for who they are. So my thought on the subject was, um, so I ta- We talked a lot about again. Tune into the live if you want to catch the real meat and potatoes. But I think that you know, the, what we live, we live in a society that um, I feel like black men in particular feel so castrated in the in the way that they're treated because you, you know. To know that you are one of the gods, one of God's most beautiful and divine creatures, but to know and to know that people appreciate you in a sexual way—you're big black cock, you're a big strong body—to know that to, they they want to see you play sports, they want to see you be athletic, and that's what makes your value. And so, unfortunately, I think what happens is we have black men that look at masculinity as a physical prowess. They look at manhood as a as a as a as a, as, as looking at themselves in a way that isn't about what's deep and what's beautiful and the, and, and what's feminine and, and, and what's, what's even um, um, vulnerable about being a man. No, 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 no. We're gonna emphasize all of the stereotypes, all of the things that are going to help us get some type of accolade. And I feel like the stereotype of the black book, the idea that these black men are, you know, more virile, more strong, more sexual. It, it is a, it is a, it is a narrative passed down by slavery to cultivate this fear of the black man to keep their one from their women from finding them attractive, but also to, to keep this mystique around why we treat them like beasts, why we treat them the way we do. We have to justify that by making them more aggressive and hypersexual. And so, Unfortunately, I think in our community, we've internalized that. And what I hear when I hear Boosie talking is I hear a broken slave mentality that is saying, I need to make my man, make my young boy into a book. And I have to now use one of my black women, my one of the black women that I'm trying to raise my son to respect to use her pay her to now then do whatever i want her to do and for my son to see me controlling and using this black woman in this way and letting him know that because it was his birthday his 14th birthday this is what i think a man is this is how men treat women this is how men engage in sex we're we're, we're young bucks and we're fucking and we just we this is who we are and i know because i have wonderful fathers and brothers and cousins and, and, and family members and sons that have that that run the gamut of expression that no one is the same but regardless that shit is toxic and we have to unpack the way the things that have been placed on us by those who seek to control us are being passed down to our children in this really toxic these toxic rites of passage child abuse is child abuse there is no way for a child to consent to a sexual encounter with a prostitute an adult prostitute paid for by his father that the father also used i want y'all to hear me that is not the way to unhealthily introduce anyone to sexuality period but what even more problematic and we talked about this on the live is the notion of it being coercive or corrective rape the idea that i'm doing this so that you won't come out a certain type of way so that you won't be gay and this is the same man that took it that and the reason why they're comparing comparing Boosie to Wade is because this is the same man that admonished Dwayne Wade on his parenting because what Dwayne Wade was going to be accepting of his child and then now for him to come forward with this level of detail he's alluded to it previously on the internet but like a lot of people Like a lot of things on the internet, people try to have amnesia to people that they respect. But this time he really doubled down and it caught wind of a a hopefully a more woke, a more evolved black community. And I think now maybe we're going to start having conversations that are going to raise the level of how we see our children, that we're going to realize that our black children are just as worthy, that we have to realize that our black children are just as worthy of... Respect and dignity, and not being physically abused, and not being forced, and not being controlled and manipulated, and more importantly, not being made to feel that anything about them is bad and not worthy of love. Right,
1: and and pedophilia is not a cure for homosexuality. And I really wish that a lot of y'all would take take the time to work through whatever issues y'all have with queer queer youth really if you have an issue with lgbt people you should not be having kids because you cannot control whether your child turns out to be lgb or the t or the q so you should not be having kids but just to see how some of y'all are so against having um queer kids and the lengths that you guys will go to ensure that they are not queer to the point of traumatizing them and creating issues in them that will likely continue into their adulthood, it's just really ridiculous. And I'm happy that we were able to call it out now so a lot of y'all can see how stupid and ignorant y'all look and sound. And I really pray for the, the queer kids that are in these ignorant homes because I know it's hard. I know it's hard feeling like you have to be a certain type of way in order for you to get love for your parents that's a really fucked up uh, way to live and a way to come up to know that your parents have conditions on you and you can't be yourself and you have to create this duality and you don't have spaces to be free to really thrive and be yourself and be protected so that's why the work that we're doing and the work and the collective work that um all of these thought leaders and activists and stuff, stuff mm-hmm. are doing that's why it's so important and that's why I'm never going to shut up and I'm never going to stop sharing posts and being a voice to counter a lot of the ignorance because I'm concerned about because I want these kids to have a
0: better childhood than I had coming up Somebody who And that's is, also because I want them to be we, we we both want them to see possibility models of people that are talking some sense.
1: Right. So fuck fuck Boosie. So to, Next topic is, now I done fucked around and got mad all over again. Shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess if y'all really want to catch the fallout, y'all. Again, that live was fierce on Box Number Five Twelve Podcast Facebook page. So I guess getting to
1: our In last two.
0: our last topic of the day yes is and so one thing that i thought was interesting and so this is this is the segue into that um i want to say that we talk often a lot like about like how like just just now we talked a lot about how the black community um, treats us and a lot of our issues that we openly espouse is because we're being marginalized and oppressed in such a major way that that's often what we talk about but I do want and I do think that our podcast and I know Brianna feels the same way that we have the ability to hold difficult conversations about problems in our own community and while we know that this topic that we're about to have can be triggering for some we also want to understand that we know it's only that. triggering
1: for the haters.
0: I just want to. It's say only tr- that. it's only triggering for the haters, but but it is also triggering for people that may even have be going through something that you may not be able to tell your story. But I wanted to talk about a post that I saw on Facebook that talked about and and in the post was a was a post the, the attempted Kiki Palmer who is, I'm sure, has nothing to do with this. God bless her. I love her. This has nothing to do with you, sweetie, but they have used a meme of you making this kind of mischievously kind of turned on kind of face. And it says, um, let me get to it really fast. Um... Uh. Here it is. It says black cis gay men are doing that, and then it was posted by a trans man. I won't say his name on here, but he said black cis gay men are doing that thing they do again. And then it says trans. The the, the picture is of Kiki making this mischievous, really kind of turned on face, and it says these trans men be looking bomb. Maybe I do like a little puss. And then it has the line going out, and then the assumption there is that these trans men are fine and I maybe I do like a little like these gay men are saying I maybe I do like a little pussy at reducing this entire man to their genitals and fetishizing them and in the comment thread you had several trans men like talking in a in a what was supposed to be a LGBT queer safe space. And they're trying to like explain how they feel. That is so crazy that they could. They are whole men, and that somebody would even say something like that. One, because it's so you're claiming ownership of someone's genitalia. Like, let me get it. Like you can get it. Two, uh, understanding their experience. They have complicated relationships around their genitals. So it would be like somebody doing the same to a trans woman. But three, but three. The problem that I also found was it wasn't just cis gay men saying it it was also trans women going on and on and on and and just really like yeah i'm because I'm, i saw i want to i want to fuck one i want to do this the one yeah pussy and it was the, it was the way that the conversation de-evolved and it dehumanized my brothers and even in them arguing in the thread it broke my heart to hear trans women Trans women, people who know what that's like to be objectified, telling these men, oh, y'all y'all need to learn how to take a joke or so it's a compliment. You need to take it as a compliment or even while they're trying to explain, you're still hitting on them in the thread. Oh, I'm sorry that you, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you know, what's up though? I mean, it was very the way you would see uh, maybe a, a, a cis heterosexual guy, um, dealing with dealing with a woman just completely minimizing the 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 reactions of the other person and their desire to, to 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 speak for themselves and it just was so sickening i wanted to take this moment on our podcast to call it out like that is horrible and it is deplorable and i feel like we have to as a community do better brianna what is your
1: thoughts well, definitely before I say what I have to say, I am not a trans man, so I definitely don't want my opinion to be seen as somebody who lives the experience of a trans masculine person. Oh, no, 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 no. But I definitely consider myself a uh, ally, and I think this exposes the misogyny that I have seen um, perpetuated by a lot of gay men who can... Really, it's a thin line between admiration and then being misogynistic and reducing a trans person to their genitalia. And I just think it's late, and I think that post was unnecessary. Like, why? Why did we need to? Why did we need to say a post? And uh, why do we need to put this in a post on a public platform? And open it. And open, and open trans. Um, people, particularly trans men's body, up to ridicule and critique. And no shade, and I know this is going to be controversial. I don't, say it's, it, it's say a certain it from population, your chat sister. It's a certain segment of trans women that I've seen interact with trans men. And some of you girls can be really aggressive and really, um, r- really, out of control with how y'all interact with the trans men and not understanding consent and not understanding when a trans man says no, leave them alone. I'm not going to say any names on this platform, but I've seen some of the girls that date trans men. I've seen myself- how aggressive you girls can be and you, we can't have it both ways we can't one not want to be objectified by cis men and the stuff that we go through and then in the same breath objectify trans trans men based on their genitalia and i just i just really think exactly it's and i want to empower the trans men to continue to call it out to continue to um, yes. advocate for consent and all of that when somebody is, t- is saying, no, I don't want to talk about my genitalia, or no, that is not cool to um, talk about that, leave it alone. And cis people should not be posting on, on trans folks' genitalia. That's late, and it's wrong, and you shouldn't be t- you shouldn't be talking about it, and you shouldn't make the assumption that all trans men are bottoms, because that's not, that's not the case.
0: And, and let me say this, because see, I'm going to read in my own community real fiercely, real fast. So we need to unpack the way that there that some of us still carry a very strong residue of male privilege okay. and misogyny. Okay. And, and, and how it affects the people around us, because we have yet to unpack the toxic ideology that told us what a woman was. Right. And so then even as we're navigating as women, we're doing it in a way that one sometimes can be toxic to other women around us, okay. but more importantly, can also be toxic to our partners and the people that are our allies and communities. And let me say this. If you are someone that was raised in a community where we take the pussy, where you go get the pussy, where you this and that and the third, where where you may have watched your fathers and you may have heard people refer to having sex as kills. Oh yeah, I killed that. How many kills you got? This and that and third. If you were been in that, you know, like if you have been in that environment, and that's a lot of folks including myself you have to do but but girls girls don't want to admit that girls don't don't want to admit that but you have but you have to do the work of unpacking what you've experienced and understanding why it is toxic in order for you truly to one be in your fullness as a woman but also two show up in a space that is healthy in the world around other people because the misogyny and tra- misogyny, transphobia, all that shit is passed down. And we still, even though we become those people, we don't necessarily, we're not absolved from some of that poison seeking in through our Or skin how we were raised. Our, yeah, it's going to seek in but through how we were raised. And so then you have to remember, like, you have to unpack that and remember how you're showing up in this space because these men have a right to feel safe. They have a right to be vulnerable, they have a right because I hear also some men saying, Well, they wanted to be men, they have a right to be vulnerable, and right. right? just like we have the right to be women and not completely film, just like we have the right to, to, to exist in the way we exist, they do too. And I hate that we try to police men and the way they show up in space it and then and, and, and it and, and i hate what sometimes happens in community when one of the fellas comes forward the shaming that happens The we need to know what happened make this person explain like we need the receipts fuck you and your receipts that's a person and i'm a victim of sexual assault and i and and i don't and i know what it is to have people not believe you and to want people and to have people give you this look of skepticism for something that i can't confirm i can't prove it was between me and that person and in a lot of cases there's no big dna crime scene that happens trust me when you report a rape very rarely are they even doing rape kits so let's be and then even if they t- are the doing rape kits, and if they are doing rape kits it doesn't mean that they're testing them
1: they're yes. putting them in a, a storage room somewhere never to be fucking tested so let, let's, not play, game, so, let's so, not play that game girl so so so
0: let's not make sure that we aren't victim shaming in our community because just we're ready to accept that cis men attack trans women And we want people to believe that, and we want people to advocate for us, and we want to try to improve, and we want to do better, right? So, and if, but we also have to acknowledge that there are trans women that sexually assault and have predatory behaviors residue of the residue, and I feel like my opinion residual from living in a life of misogyny around it in a very close proximity to it and they become predatory in the way that they deal with trans men in particular, because they somehow deep down because they're operating in that old fucked up shit. Don't see their sexuality as men, as valid as they do just the same way they would dismiss women. And I need to, I want to say that on this podcast because we are grown black trans woman talk, but all of us, all of us, all of us, Ain't about the right things, and some of us are doing the wrong things. And I want to call out those of us that are doing the wrong things as well, because at the end of the day, we are all as strong as our weakest link. And people that are predators, people like that, I renounce you, because I really feel like it's important that we we know that it happens, and we know. And but I and I want to take this moment to not like try to debate both sides of the issue. No, or like, you don't, you, the devil don't, don't need no advocate here. Not Some here. It's just fucking wrong. Exactly, it's fucking wrong, and the people on that thread, and see the gag is, that thread is online, and you can see the people that are on it. If I were a, as an ally myself, I am watching on that thread and I'm looking at people that I have already decided I am no longer doing business with, that I will not collaborate with, that I would never do anything with because now I see how you see my brothers. And if you see my brothers that way, I know how you see me. See, we got to start standing up for each other when even when somebody makes us the exception. See you can't disrespect a part of my community and, and and still respect me and I'm supposed to think that you don't you don't see the, see me the same way. I'm going to hold you accountable. So if you don't fuck with my brother you don't fuck with me. And if you think that my brother is lying, or if you think that these trans men are are, are, diff, are are worthy to be treated less than or a certain way, then y'all don't fuck with you. So I'm looking at that thread, and I encourage other people, when you see stuff like that, pay attention to those who are commenting and what they're saying, because that is how you know who is your, your enemy. Because they reveal themselves. They don't think people pay attention to comments, but you should. That'll inform you how, because when people don't think people are watching is when you get the truth.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and Black gay men, d- do better. Do fucking better. Do fucking better. Because y'all have a lot of privilege
0: that y'all will. Remember that we, you still have cis privilege.
1: Yes, y'all have a lot of privilege that y'all will. And y'all try it. And stop and stop marginalizing trans men and exoticizing trans men and reducing them to their genitalia. That's that's late. And that's tired.
0: And I and don't see it. And ugly. So, and it's creepy And it's creepy. It
1: is so do, did you did you want to do that last topic we talked about or did you want to table that <clears throat>
0: um
1: about the other facebook posts let
0: me look um what's what where we are we are we time wise darling we are at we're at an
1: hour and i don't think
0: okay so
1: yeah it won't take us more than 15 minutes to read that um to read that lady i was going to say something else but i'm not going to use those terms but it'll it'll only take a second to read uh, her real quick Um, okay i guess i'll introduce it since i brought it up so before we get up out of here we have we have one more topic so right before we got on here i saw a post shout out to me and ryan um lovely sister from out in Houston who just recently got married to her husband um y'all might know her from Houston Beauty that was on I love Mia I've developed a relationship with her online but today she shared a post where a black cis woman slid up in her husband's um DMs and first and did the legendary oh do you know do you know that your wife is uh man and I just want to figure out I just want to figure out what it's like <laughs> and why you're doing it and as as Mia's husband is actively defending her as he should because he is her husband that is her partner that's her man she, go, she then goes on to say oh I just think it's just a waste of a man so I want to say fuck you to that lady that was doing that that was late but then it circles back to the conversation that we had about, I think, sis. Um, yeah, sis, when you're I tell trans, you. sis, you're transphobic because it's no shade. So, so, sis, black woman, y'all act like a uh, black sister man dating a trans woman is the most disgusting thing in the world. But then y'all will circle back when you see a man that's in a relationship with a black trans woman. He's dating her. He's loving her. He's showing her off. Y'all will circle back to that same man that you said wasn't dateable, wasn't lovable, that you never want anything to do with it. You'll You'll circle back Try to out somebody, try to spill somebody's tea, which is dangerous as fuck. I don't know why y'all continue to do that. That's dangerous, and it's none of you business. And then try to insert yourself in a situation, like, because by virtue of you having a vagina, you are, you are one step above us. <laughs> How dare you, bitch? How dare you? Mind your fucking business. And I wanna Since encourage... I'm over
0: here punching the air, waiting for you to finish, bitch.
1: Right. I bitch, and I wanna encourage you trans women that <laughs> keep on, keep on exposing these women. Y'all are the reason why we keep on getting killed. Y'all always say, oh, you shouldn't tell You need to tell him. But bitch, why the fuck do I need to tell him when your jealous ass is going to do it for me? And a lot, of, a lot of the outing situations, especially when girls are hurt, it's not because of a man. It's because it's a cis woman that's sitting around watching, gagging that a black trans woman is getting her life interacting with the men and y'all just can't take us living our lives minding our business and somebody somebody else thinking that we're attractive and you just have to insert yourselves in because because you have a vagina it's just over for you and you should you should have the right of first refusal for all the black like mind your business bitch mind your fucking business and respect people's relationships Mm-hmm. A lot of the problems will be solved if y'all mind all fucking business and let us do what the fuck we do. We ain't but we ain't thinking none about y'all when these men come up to us and see us, and entertain us, and interact with us. We don't think nothing about y'all, but y'all will be so pressed to literally put our lives in danger to prove a point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go ahead, sis. Well,
0: girl, you. I- you pretty much said it all just add a, so I just want to add just live and let live like I don't understand why people are so worried about what's going on in somebody else's life, a life you claim to want no parts of, a life a life that you claim to think is abhorrent, a life that you claim to think is disgusting, but somehow you're so fascinated about it that you have now, you you, you this woman is such an, such an intrigue to you that you want to go to her man and tell her man things you think you know about her, and then this is the reality. When he looks you boldly in your face and says, this is my woman, and I love her, my wife Wife and I love her, you then double back on, you double back with why and, and starting to make him explain his sexuality, and I just want to say fuck you very much, because I want you to know that that, that is none of your fucking business, and you have no right to ask, but it also shows your level of fascination. It also explains why there's this disconnect in the, between cis women sometimes and us. Because you can't understand why this man that you can't get don't want you and that's a brokenness that I choose not to entertain I don't even want to speculate as to what the series of events were that led you to be so broken that you will go to somebody's husband to try to talk them your way see that's sick to me on a deep level so I God bless everybody involved in that scenario but I am in a place where I just know I am grateful to God that nobody has tried me in such a manner and I also know that this is one of those things you are playing with your whole life when you do people, when you plan in people marriage. Just remember that. Just remember that. You will go bald head in your sleep worrying, worrying about me, bitch. I am a very stressful bitch when I want to be. You will be under uh, Listen, I'm not the girl. So I just need to put that in the atmosphere. Thank you for sharing that story, because it just reminds me that there are really, truly crazy bitches out here. Right. But I want My you to fucking know The thing. Now, I'm not the girl. I don't even have to My be aunt, bitch. bitch to and, you.
1: I, and I want to swear to know so <laughs> they the don't girl. care that we have penises. They don't care whether we have it or we even used to, we used to have it. They don't give a fuck
0: bitch they know that they,
1: they know don't that. care that's that's part of the draw bitch they don't care so you telling him and you trying to get this reaction more and more as the days come on and we get visible they don't give up they live for it so stop thinking that it, you stop thinking it, that you're throwing it by blowing our spot up mind your fucking business mind your business mind your yeah. they don't care bitch they want bitch they want to know what's up when they come to the door Bitch, and then we're not looking for them, bitch. They are looking for us. So please stop. Please stop thinking that you're blowing up somebody's spot. And this is not to vagina shame
0: or nothing like that but because it's not about that because see, right. the thing is is you're upset because you're this man who may still like vagina also likes us and that's what you can't wrap your mind around because you think vagina reigns supreme and that it reigns upon the heavens and there's nothing that nothing else in the world should it should a man ever delight in and i want you to know that that's not real sis You got to exist in the real world. In the real world, erogenous zones don't exist by asexuality. In the real world, people enjoy what they like. In the real world, people like variety. And um, I, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. And I feel like we want to make the men that date us gay, and I think that's also the problem. The idea that, because she said he's a waste of a man, listen baby, he can break up with that trans woman because he still likes women. He love every bit of her big titties and her fat ass, and I don't understand why y'all don't think, it, looking at us and how beautiful we are, I don't understand why you don't think these men like women too. Women all of all kinds, too. Right. So I wanna say, we are not less than you. That's what you need to process deep in your spirits. Feel it right behind your left titty, right next to your heart, that we are not any different than you. Right. And as, as much as you try to minimize our existence, you get lame to rest every time because you want to feel superior to someone. Womanhood is a beautiful thing. The divine feminine is beautiful, and we honor it. We honor you as those that are, those that are womb carriers that can bring life into the world. It does not minimize my existence, though. I am a woman. And as women, we need to stop doing that to each other. Because what that toxic ass Jezebel witch bitch was doing in his inbox was trying to put poison in the ear of this woman's husband, so that she could get there. And I, as a wife, am completely offended. And I guess that's why I, I just want you to know: don't fuck with me. And amen. All right.
1: Yes, yes. Shout man. out to Mia and your husband. Shout out to Mia. I have a prosperous,
0: blessed marriage. I love you. Shout out positivity. to Mia. Cause I, I'm not the one bitch. Shout out to Mia. And Mia, if you just, my name is Samaya Turner on Facebook. If you want to hit me up, girl, listen, Miss Thing. Miss Thing, girl, Miss Thing, girl, Miss Thing. I'm a wife and I could be a sympathetic ear to the scenario. Cause this is out fucking righteous. And girl, <laughs> call me girl. I got, I can help you get the bitch if you, I'm just playing. No, joking, joking, joking. All jokes, all jokes, all jokes. But in all jokes aside, just don't play with people. Right. Get me up, Mia, girl. <laughs> right, fucking with people, fuck people,
1: literally die behind being ben, outed. We talked, we baby, talked about that in episode six. Mind your business, mind your babe, business. Don't play with me. Okay. <laughs> so, to, in, to, end, to end on a lighter note, we want to thank you guys for listening to episode ten of the Body on the Soul podcast. Thank you so much. Before we get out of here, we just wanted to remind you guys that if you want to become a sponsor of this podcast go to our anchor page the link will be at the on the info section of this episode you can go to anchor the anchor website Mm -hmm. and you can become a sponsor for as little as a dollar a month all the way up to twenty dollars a month the money that we the money that you provide to us will be used to uh, so we can produce a better, higher quality podcast and do some other um, cool things for the podcast. So we definitely want to encourage you to become sponsors. Also... Grown Black Trans Women Talk Live this Friday again. I want to encourage you guys to come back to the lives. We had so much fun last week. We did, we did.
0: Yes.
1: Right. So we are trying to um, keep that going. We usually do that in in the afternoons after the episode comes out. So please come back, talk, interact with us. If you like what we had to say, if you didn't like what we had to say, make sure you comment on this episode, send us emails, holler at us and the DMs continue to interact with us and we will be here for y'all so yes
0: so, uh, um, oh, thank ahead, you for Sandra. following th- I was going to say until next time thank you for following box number 512 podcast grown black trans woman talk with Aeon and the Lioness follow us bye. on all social media platforms Instagram and Facebook bye Bye. <laughs> thank you for, for listening to the box, box number 512, 512. And don't forget to subscribe and like all of our
1: pages on social media. And don't forget to subscribe so you can see what we will stock on the shelf next week. Bye!